Welcome into Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalian, and today, special day, Christmas Day, happy holidays to everyone out there, as happy as it can be for you. Uh, we're coming to you, as we always do, on a Friday morning uh, with uh, what I thought was a Thursday night football recap, but it was actually a uh, going to have to be a recap on uh, Tuesday, as usual, for all games. Um, So the game for the Vikings and the Saints is actually played today, later on today, on Christmas Day. I've always known the NFL to skip Christmas Day. They either play on Christmas Eve or play the day after, for sure, uh, but never on the day itself. Um, But uh, oddly enough, that's what we have this morning. And so later on, it is the Vikings at the Saints, um, and but I'm sticking with my prediction as I predicted before, of course, and I'm thinking that the Saints will come out on top, uh, especially being at home and especially with um, just being out of that first place uh, ordeal, that bye week, and hoping that something happens to the Packers to where the Saints can just come out and possibly still snag that number one seed. So, they're not going to let the Vikings deter them. All they have to deal with is Dalvin Cook on offense. Um, and the Vikings pretty much don't have anything else. So Saints should win uh, handily over the Vikings uh, later on today. Uh, and so we have three Saturday games. Uh, our first one comes as the Bucks against the Lions. Again, uh, the Buccaneers are in the same predicament where yeah, they're not going to win a division probably, but um, they are only, you know, one, they are only one game out of first place technically and a tiebreaker, of course. Um, so they don't want to let the Lions, of all people, deter them. And I don't think the Lions have enough uh, firepower uh, other than, like I said, Matt Stafford, if he's healthy, and Kenny Galladay. Uh, don't really have a running game. Um, you know, Adrian Peterson's not that, not enough. And um, don't see anything that the defense of the Lions can do to stop uh, the high-powered offense of the Buccaneers. Um, and then, uh, of course, I think the Buccaneers' D-line will be enough to hold uh, Matthew Stafford at bay. Not shouldn't So it shouldn't be a problem for the Buccaneers as they continue to want to move forward toward the playoffs, which I believe that they will make. Um, so, yeah, Buccaneers over the Lions in Detroit on Saturday. Your second Saturday game is the 49ers at the Cardinals. Um, you know, with with, with uh, the topsy-turvy NFC West and who's beating who and whatnot, and the Niners haven't beaten the Rams twice, you would think that, you know, maybe they have a shot here. Um, I think, it, you know, it's, it is possible, but at the same time, um, you know, Kyler Murray is going to do his thing. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. And although the Niners defense could put up a fight, I just don't know, like I said all the time, what's the weakest link of the two teams? It's the Niners offense versus the Cardinals D. And maybe earlier on in the season, I would have definitely said the Niners offense. But right now, I'm saying the Cardinals D is the stronger of the two weak links. So, I'm going to go with the Cardinals in this one over the Niners uh, just for that reason. Um, 
uh, the Cardinals D is nothing to write home about. Um, but they are eight and six and they are, you know, trying to make a fight, trying to make a push for the playoffs. So that desperation, you can add that on there as well. And like I said, the weakest link is the Niners offense. And so with no Garoppolo and Nick Mullins doing best he can with, uh, I don't know if Raheem Mostert is healthy from, from week to week, um, just their poorest offense is not going to cut it, um, when their defense is on the field all game because their offense can't score. And so eventually Kyler Murray and company will just wear down the Niners defense and score, and they should come out on top here. And your last Saturday game is going to be the Dolphins and the Raiders. They're playing in Las Vegas. Uh, Tua is going to want to um, definitely come back in this game as far as, I mean, you know, they won last week, but uh, who wants to play better? He should have a field day against the Raiders defense, who I still don't think they have an interim uh, uh, defensive coordinator yet. Um, and they're pretty much out of the, in my opinion, out of the playoffs. They would need way too much to happen for them just to back into that seventh seed. And I don't want them to have that anyway. I would rather them be hot going into the playoffs and they're not. And they're injured and whatnot, and I guess Mariota's starting. Uh, they said there's a possibility Derek Carr should start. Derek Carr might as well sit out the rest of the season. There's no point anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, Mariota's probably going to be starting. And, um, yeah, the Raiders just don't look like a playoff-caliber team. The Dolphins are, and that defense is probably going to wreak havoc on either Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota. Um and then, like I said, Tua should be able to pick apart that defensive coordinator list Raiders defense. Um, so I'm picking the Dolphins uh, in this one. Uh, yeah, bad record for bad home first year home record for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, no doubt about that. So now we get on to the Sunday games and we're going to start with a dinger, as they say. Um, the Colts at Steelers. Colts are uh, riding high um, with a 10-4 and four record, and they want to keep pace uh, with the Titans, who are tied with them at 10-4 and four and split the season series, of course. Just jockeying for a position to see who will get the division title versus who will be a wild card in the playoffs, because I believe both teams will be in the playoffs, and versus the Steelers, who are... Um, Free falling uh, now, eleven and three, three straight losses after starting eleven and zero, and of all losses that I, for sure they would not have would have been to a Joe Burrowless Cincinnati Bengals, uh, last time then on their last go around that was shocking, uh, on a Monday night on Monday night football, and um, now that they've lost their third game. And the Bills are 11-3. and three. The Bills are in second place now, and the Steelers are in third place because um, Bills won the tiebreaker. Bills, Bills beat them head up. So the Steelers are now in third place. If they were to lose one more game, then you're talking about the Steelers possibly dropping the fourth place with the Colts uh, elevated to 11-4 and four with a win um, for third place and maybe even the Titans as well. And so, you know, you never know. Um and uh, I think they still have one more go around with the Browns. I think so. They still have one more go around with the Browns. So we don't know. This this uh, free fall for the Steelers could continue. Um, and I think it will this game because 
Uh, I, I just I see the Colts is just they're just pretty hot right now. I think they're one of the hottest teams that running game and defense cannot be beat. And as long as they don't have to rely on Phillip Rivers in the fourth quarter, the Colts, I think, will win this football game. Uh, the Steelers just look goofy and slow on offense. They just look goofy and slow. I saw that, man, I that <laughs> that hit on Juju Smith-Schuster last week, man. Uh, just knocking the ball out of him. Of course, that yes, that was a fumble. I saw that as soon as I, as soon as I, I mean, like, that was not an incomplete pass. That was a fumble. Um, that Ben Roethlisberger is just not, he's just not it this year. He's just not it. Um, either he's doing too much or he's doing too little. I just can't believe how bumbly and fumbly they are with no solid starting running back. I mean, usually they have a backup running back, and he's doing good. Benny Snell, in my opinion, did all right last week. Um, but I figured that would have been enough to keep the Steelers uh, rolling on offense, and it wasn't. And so if they, if, you know, that if that's not the cure, uh, like I know it has been in the past, um, you know, whether it's it's uh, Benny or James Conner coming back eventually, um I don't know what the Steelers are going to do because, they, you know, just passing all the time and just having Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool, apparently he's not enough. Um, I know their defense is going to come to play, so their defense is going to have a time against that Colts offense and running the football and those running backs catching passes out of the backfield. That's their bread and butter. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if the Steelers can stop this free fall right now, and I don't see the Colts being stopped. So I'm picking the Colts over the Steelers. We'll be very surprised if the Steelers won this one. Uh, I know it's possible, but I just don't see it. So going with the Colts over the Steelers. Next, we have Falcons at the Chiefs. They're playing in KC. Even if they weren't playing in KC, my prediction would still be the same. Um, I don't even think uh, Julio is just too inconsistent. So I can't say, oh, the Falcons offense put up some points and whatnot. Julio's inconsistent. Julio Jones is inconsistent as far as his health. As far as him being available, he is inconsistent. And that's for, for that reason, I can also say I don't believe him. I used to believe him as being the best wide receiver in the NFL. And, you know, that you got to be there. That's that's a factor. You have to be there. But I don't know. It's like almost every year something's wrong with this dude's hamstrings. So, you know, it ain't just this season. It's not just because of, of COVID and no... Uh, off-season training camp and, you know, just the regularities of the off-season that is important and vital to NFL players. But even before this happened, even before this season, this before this past off-season, Julio was like this. So, I mean, if you ain't got your number one weapon consistently, it's hard for me to believe in your offense. And yes, Calvin really is a beast. He is a factor. He is a weapon. But um, he's not Julio at Julio's best. He's just not. Uh, but you have that. Um, is Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley is a mere shell of himself. I just, you know, I haven't heard anything uh, or seen anything to make me think, that oh, he's back, you know, the way he used to be when he was with the Rams. Um, and so you compile that all together with that being very lackluster and the fact that the Falcons' defense is who everybody thinks they are. So, uh, yeah, that should this shouldn't be too hard for the Chiefs. So definitely picking the Chiefs 
to win this football game and improve to 14 and 1 and continue to uh, have that uh, number one seed on lockdown. Next, we get into the Bears versus the Jaguars. I'm thinking the Bears are probably like, whew, finally we get a break here. <laughs> because not the Jets, but yes, I believe the Jaguars are the worst team in football. And I don't see them beating anybody else for the rest of the season, not even the Bears. That would be a shocker. The next and final shocker uh, of the of the regular season is if the Jaguars won another football game since week one. 12-game losing streak. And like I said, the Jets just won uh, their last game. So uh, from what I've heard on the, and seen on media, social not social media, but just football media, television, radio, and stuff, the Jaguars would technically get the number one pick in the next year's draft as the Jets would be number two and not number one. Uh, so interesting enough, you know, they'd be probably first in line for Sunshine. Um, so um, if you don't know who Sunshine is, look up who the quarterback is for Clemson. Uh, and you will. And then if you haven't seen Remember the Titans, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> but you <laughs> go see Remember the Titans. It's a great movie. It'll tie everything together. And then you'll understand. But if you don't do that, if you haven't do that, shame on you, I forgive you. Just go watch the movie. Okay? All right. So, um, next, uh, like I said, the Bears at the Jaguars. Going to pick the Bears. Uh, seems like their offense has been improving. Not by much, but it's been improving. And they've, you know, eked out some wins. Uh, and so, the the Jaguars are backwards and forwards at the same time, meaning they're not going anywhere. And uh, offense, defense, special teams, I don't trust them. So, picking the Bears over the Jaguars. Next, we have the Bengals at the Texans. A crazy, crazy happening last week, or last Monday night, with the Bengals getting a win. And uh, they're facing the team that's just as bad as they are. Uh, so, who will win toss-up in this regard? It's like, yeah, okay. They beat the Steelers, so you figure they can beat almost anybody, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's going to be crazy to say, oh, they beat the Steelers, but then they would lose to the Texans. But I'm going to pick the Texans. Um, even as bad as the Texans are, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson and thinking that he's going to eke out a win against the Bengals. Although I really like the Bengals as a team. I've said it before. Uh, especially with Joe Burrow, they seem like that feisty fighting team, real scrappy, like the Washington football team, just not as good and not as talented. But, man, they, they fight. When they play, they fight. And I admire that and I respect it. Um, but I'm just picking games merely on who I think is going to win. Um, and I think the Texans will win this football game. So not much else other than I think quarterback play will come in really handy, uh, really critical. And even though I don't think uh, either defense is that great, um, I think the Texans, I think Deshaun Watson will get uh, his team back in the win column. So, picking the Texans over the Bengals. On that note, we are going to take a break, but we will be right back after a message from our sponsor. This is Scout Team Sports. Be back in a minute. Scout Team Sports, and we are back for the second portion of this episode. 
in which we discuss predictions and analysis for week 16 in the NFL. And we start off with, or we continue with rather, the Giants at the Ravens. Um, you know, Giants are five and nine, you know, still technically in the hunt for the division title. Um, but I think that they're running up against a team that right now uh, they cannot beat um, just because of where I think Lamar Jackson is, where I think Jim Harbaugh is as far as their headspace and what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it into the playoffs and make a storm, create some noise and whatnot. And uh, I don't think this is going to be easy for them because I know that Giants defense is going to key in on Lamar Jackson and stopping him from running the football. Um, but the, the Ravens have other weapons that they can use to run the football, so they should be creative enough and able to adapt to whatever the Giants defense is going to do in an effort to win the football game. As far as the Ravens defense, not nearly what it used to be, um, but they shouldn't have too much of a problem with Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy. Um, if they both play this game or whatnot or whatever they're trying to do uh, in giant land as far as, you know, the starting quarterback for each game remaining. Um, I think the Ravens should have enough to slow them down, allow Lamar to get out in front and um, at least keep a lead of maybe like a field goal or something like that. Um yeah, the Giants can, you know, the Giants can, you know, they can cause some noise on defense. So the Ravens offense is definitely need going to need to be creative. And, um, you know, they they can't just rely on, or Lamar can't just rely on his legs. He's definitely going to have to use his arm. Not to say, and I'm not saying that because, oh, he constantly uses his legs, but he likes to use his legs. Um, so, um, but I don't think the Giants defense is going to allow him to go wild, so it's going to have to be more of the actual running backs running and him doing more passing, which I think he can do. I know he can do. I've seen him do it. Um, so uh, as long as he's not worried about trying to make the big play all the time, as long as he can just, you know, be content with just, even if he has to nickel and dime down the field and just take what the defense gives him, as they say, you know, get what's in front of them. If the defense is backing up and cover three, uh, don't try to force the ball or in a man coverage, just take what you can get and chop, chop that wood and just, you know, march down the field. Even if it's by five yards, five yards, five yards, five yards, as long as Lamar is content to do that, then I think the Ravens should win this football game. And I am picking them to win this football game, especially with the playoff hopes on the line and the seating and who you may face in the first round and, all that's going to be that's going to be crazy exciting to me on uh, both sides um um this coming playoff season. So yeah, picking the Ravens over the Giants. Next we have the Browns at the Jets. Jets just coming off their first win and uh boy, I don't know what what are, what are they going to be feeling like uh you know at home. Uh can they beat the Browns? I don't see it, but I mean, you know, I don't see them beating the Rams either. Um, analysis, you know, Baker just has to not get careless. As long as Baker doesn't get careless, then the Browns should win this football game. Um, even with it, whether it be Sam Darnold or Joe Flacco, I think that Sam Darnold's going to finish the rest of the season. Um, being able to, you know, play good football, good enough football to where they probably are going to score on the Browns defense because the Browns defense does give up points. Um, 
um, for the most part. I mean, no, they did well against the Giants, but for the most part, uh, I don't, you know, the Browns defense, you know, they're going to give up, you know, a couple, you know, they're going to give up some points. Uh, but the Browns offense, I believe, will be sure enough, especially with that running game, as long as they lead with the running game, uh, unless the, the stats have changed second uh, best rushing attack in the league, led by Nick Chubb, they should be fine. Um, that's what's going to get it done. And then Baker Mayfield, once the defense is tired, can just pick him apart that way. But if he starts out trying to fire, um, Jets might pick him off. And then we might have last week all over again, <laughs> um, just because it's, it's, it's weird how these things happen. But I know, and I know the Browns, you know, they want, they want the, uh, the Steelers to keep losing and them to keep winning because, it's just crazy to say this. The Browns can still possibly win a division. That is crazy. Man, I just wish I'm not even a Browns fan, but I just wish this pandemic was not existing right now. So the Browns can the Browns fans could enjoy what their team is doing up close and personal. Uh, but man, Browns 10 and four. But yeah, I believe they'll win this game. They'll win this game. They'll beat the Jets and improve to 11 and four. Next, we have uh, the Panthers at Washington football team. Uh, I'm sticking with my prediction of Washington football team winning the NFC East. And so I definitely think they need this game. Now, uh, you say, well, it's, it's Teddy Bridgewater, and I respect Teddy, and I respect Christian McCaffrey. But, man, they're going up against a D-line that is prob- probably the best D-line in football. Um Man, well, you got Montez Sweat and you got Chase Young on the ends and then the 2D tackles. Like, man, I love how they play. Every time I see them, I'm like, man, because, yeah, yeah, I'm biased. I play defensive line. So I I know the importance of a good defensive line, boy. And, um, you know, the uh, I guess, you know, Alex Smith is still hurt, and so we're back with Dwayne Haskins. That's the only problem that I'm like, well, you know, and the Panthers D is nothing to write home about, but can can Haskins lead that offense down the field and get a couple of touchdowns? I mean, all they need is a couple. <laughs> you know, Washington football team, I think, is that good to where they can hold even uh, Bridgewater and McCaffrey down to at least, I want to say, about 17 points maybe. Um, and then Washington would need about three touchdowns to win, so they would need about 20 to 21 points. Um, to get a victory, I think they can do it. So I'm going to go with Washington football team, and I need my prediction to be right. So <laughs> I think they definitely need to win out and get to at least 8-8 eight and eight to ensure that they will win the division. And Ron Rivera in his first season and with all he's dealt with, uh, you know, personally, um, for him to get a division win on his first year with as bad as a football team as he has, um, but still good in some areas. Uh, I just think that'd be just just one of the best stories uh, coming out of this NFL season. So I'm picking the Washington football team to beat the Panthers in Washington. Next, we have a rivalry in AFC West. We have the Broncos at the Chargers, both five and nine. Um, I see, I see, you know, I see flashes of, of goodness. I won't say greatness um, when it comes from the you know the Broncos running game when they just let Philip Rin- Philip Lindsay do his thing. Um, other than that, you know, and you know the Broncos' pass defense is still 
you know, some look good, and they're definitely going to need it against Justin Herbert. But, you know, Herbert's up for rookie of the year. And even though I think it's by default because most other rookies aren't doing much, um, and and Joe Burrow is out, because uh, I believe Joe Burrow would have would have won uh, rookie of the year easy. Um you know, Justin Herbert, he's doing well. He's doing all right. And the Chargers are really 5-9 and nine because of their defense uh, that has been lackluster, to say the least, and um, a lack of an inconsistent running game. So all you really have to go off of is Justin Herbert in the passing game. And the passing defense is what, you know, if you want to call them having a strength, they do have five wins. Uh, what the Broncos are strongest or best at. So it's going to be strength versus strength. Now, like I said, we got to go to the weakness. Who's going to win between the Broncos offense and the Chargers D? I have no clue. Because as bad as Drew Locke is, and he has one good game, and it looks like he's competent, um, he's still bad. And the Broncos offense as a whole is still bad. Can they stick with the running game and just let that drive the show? I don't know. Can they do that? Um, on the other hand, the Chargers defense, can they play like a defense? I, I don't know. This is a toss-up. This is a coin flip. I'm going to go with the possible rookie of the year in Justin Herbert. That's, that's is really just a toss-up. I have no other, other than what I said about the two teams, that I just said about the two teams, um, I have no analysis to say one over the other other than I'm just going to go with Justin Herbert uh, as a better quarterback. Yeah, no other analysis. I can't because <laughs> both these teams are on par and, and with being, you know, as bad as they are. You know, you're 5-9 for a reason. So neither one making the playoffs or having a shot at it, but I'll pick the uh, possible rookie of the year. So picking the Chargers over the Broncos. Next we have Eagles at Cowboys. Um it looks like we're they're rolling with Jalen Hurts uh, to continue or finish out the season. Um, and as long as nothing changes, because, you know, stuff changes all the time, I have to make this prediction. If Jalen Hurts plays, I believe the Eagles will win. I believe the Eagles will come into Dallas and beat the Cowboys. I am confident, even as young as he is and as inexperienced as he is, uh, for Jalen Hurts to beat come in and beat the Cowboys with their poorest defense over uh, Andy Dalton. And I know Andy Dalton probably can, for the most part, carve up that Eagles defense. But uh, I think that that's going to happen. If Carson Wentz by any chance plays, I, then the Cowboys win. I, re- I, really, I really think it's like that right now with Carson Wentz. He will shoot his own team in the foot and lose the game for them. A division rival game. I don't know what they want to do. They want to get the big money man in there and 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 make him earn it, and make him earn his paycheck, or you know, do they want to go with Jalen Hurts, even though you know the season is technically lost. You know, they're uh, they're sitting in third. You know, as bad as the NFC East is, they're sitting in. I would say, yeah, they're in fourth place because the Cowboys are five and nine, Giants are five and nine, Washington football team six and eight. So they wouldn't. They could still mathematically still possibly win the division, but they would need a whole lot of things to go wrong for the other three teams, uh, including who they're facing, the Cowboys. And so they need Washington football team to lose out. They need the Giants to lose out, and then the Eagles could possibly win the division. So with the division still mathematically 
technically on the line, do you go with Carson Wentz? I don't think you do. Um, you let, you know, with only two games left, you let Jalen Hurts ride the momentum until he shows that he's just, you know, that, you know, that rookie-itis, if rookie-itis just starts to creep up in his body, and then you got to pull him. But other than that, let it ride. It's two games. You can make your uh, starting quarterback decision for next year, you know, in two weeks because you're not going anywhere for them. I don't think for the most part, you're not going to the playoffs. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I think the Eagles get this win here. Uh, if Jalen hurts wins and they lose, if Carson Wentz, uh, starts. So if Jalen hurts starts Eagles, if Carson Wentz starts Cowboys, I think that's really what it comes down to. Next, we have Rams at Seahawks battle for first place in the NFC West. Um, yeah, this will determine who wins the division. Um, you know, and, and you would say, you know, because of what the Rams, the, the egg that the Rams laid last week, um, you would say, oh, well, you're going to pick them and going to pick them to lose and pick the Seahawks and win because Seahawks won their last game. That's not why I'm picking the Seahawks. The reason why I'm picking the Seahawks is because of the quarterback play. Jerichoff is too inconsistent for me to trust. That's not to say that the Rams couldn't win this football game. They could very well win this football game because I don't see the Seahawks as dominant as a football team as a whole over them. So they can very much win this football game because you know Aaron Donald's going to be coming for Russell Wilson. You know that the the Rams, for the most part, have the best secondary in the NFL. Um, but that doesn't guarantee a win. But what I would say would guarantee a win is if both sides of the football play their best football game. And we don't know if the Rams offense is going to do that from week to week because we don't know what Jared Goff's head is at. So Jared Goff, the wide receivers, he's got two good ones. All they got to worry about is Jamal Adams. And he's just going to be blitzing. And um, so, I mean, I, I don't see why the Rams offense couldn't do like teams have done to the Seahawks defense in the past and put up over 400 yards of offense. And that should include a couple of touchdowns. But I can't trust Jared Goff. I, I cannot trust him. If he played his best game every week and he still lost a couple of games, I'd be good with that. Even for that, if it, and if that was the case, I'd be picking the Rams right now. I would be picking the Rams to win this football game, but it's because he is inconsistent. One week he looks like he's one of the best in the league, young quarterbacks in the league, and other weeks it looks like he literally does not know how to play quarterback. That's as bad as it looks. That's as inconsistent as it is, and that's the stretch of like when he plays a good game versus a bad game. It's like night and day. If they were even kind of sort of close to each other, I could still pick the Rams. But because they're so far apart when he plays a good game versus a bad game, I can't trust him. Even they get in the playoffs, I can't trust him. So I'm going to pick the Seahawks just because of that. Um, and, and it sucks for, for the Rams because um, I like the Rams, the football team. You know, I'm a defensive guy. I like defense. I like Aaron Donald. I like uh, Jalen Ramsey. I like their secondary. But... I don't think that they can even trust their own offense. So they're going to be out there trying to score the ball themselves, uh, if that's even possible, against uh, the Seahawks. But I think that the Seahawks will win this football game, even if it's a high-scoring game. I think they'll win uh, just because I, I don't see the consistent good play of Jared Goff. Um, 
but um, maybe 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 the Rams get a pick six and they you know they win the football game, keep it a low scoring game or something like that. I don't know, but for right now, picking the Seahawks over the Rams. Next, we have a very interesting, very intriguing uh, matchup for Sunday Night Football. You have the Titans at the Packers. Inter, I mean, what is it? Interconference battle here. Um, But so much riding on the line for both these teams. So for the Titans, they are neck and neck tied with the Colts, and they want to continue to win out and hope that there are other other uh either the Colts lose or hope that other circumstances or other factors enable them to win the tiebreaker over the Colts if they both went out um for the division title and then one wins the division title hosts a playoff game the other one's a wild card and goes on the road for the wild card round of the playoffs um and so you also have the Packers who have right now have the number one seed in the NFC and they want to keep that bye week. They want to keep that bye week. And uh, man, this is tough because both teams, I think, are um, are poised for the playoffs and can possibly make a deep run. You never know. Um, but for this one, man, for oh, this is tough. This is tough because, you know, I, I always have faith in Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, uh, that offense, Devontae Adams. Uh, but what I don't have faith in is that Packers defense. And uh, I, I, I'm knowing that they're going to have a handful. They're going to have a field day. Not a field day, but they're going to have a time and a half trying to stop and slow down Derrick Henry. So if they some way, somehow can't neutralize him, totally stop him. But if they slow down Derrick Henry, then they got to deal with uh, somewhat of a competent quarterback in Tannehill. And um, th- those receivers he has are, are no joke. A.J. Brown and uh, I forgot the other guy's name. It's Brown and it's... Uh, man, but he's got two good receivers. And, um, you know, what happens if they get loose? You know, then, and then you know, the Packers are in a shootout. And, you know, pack, uh, shootouts are always a toss-up. Who's going to win? Um, but for this one, I got to make a decision. I'm going to go with the Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans. I think that now their defense is nothing to write home about either. So like, we're probably looking at a shootout here, but we're looking at, yeah, yeah, we're looking at Ryan Tannehill and King Henry versus Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. It might, that might be, and Devontae Adams, that might be what it comes down to, um, you know what I'm gonna pick? I just had this feeling that I'm picking the Titans here. I'm thinking maybe they control it with the running game. They control it with the running game, and then you know Aaron Rodgers is always having to play catch up because you know his defense can't stop them at all. And uh, maybe they get a pick off of Aaron Rodgers, and then you know that things go awry. And then who's gonna have the number one seed in the NFC? It's gonna be crazy. Uh, but, um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. Could very well be wrong. But I think that their running game and passing game um, will be so much for the Packers' D that, you know, if they get ahead, it's really going to be, it's, I guess it's going to be all about who gets the first touchdown. Who gets the first touchdown? Who gets the first lead? And will they continue to keep the lead? Because I don't see either defense being a factor in this game. I'd be shocked. Maybe one gets a, a pick off of a tip or something. Um, and maybe that swings it in the favor of the Packers or the Titans. I don't know. 
but I, I think I think the Titans are going to control this thing, control that clock with the ground game. And um, it's not to say that the Packers couldn't do the same thing. That's why it's like, uh, I'm on the ropes about this one. I'm going to go with the Titans. I think the Titans will get the, I would say, I guess, an upset here over the Packers. Next, and uh, of course, our last game uh, is a Monday night football matchup between the Bills and the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are already out of the playoffs, and the Bills are in the second seed right now at 11-3 and after, of course, they won two weeks ago, and the Steelers lost this past Monday night. So the Bills are riding high in second place. I really think they're the only team in the AFC that can beat the Chiefs. So they want to continue to be neck and neck with the Chiefs. That way they keep the two seed and they don't face the Chiefs until the AFC Championship game. And I don't think they're going to let the Patriots stand in their way. Patriots are uh, are upside down uh, with their offense. And even if their defense can do something, the defense is going to be on the game, on the field rather, for way too long. And of course, they will falter and get tired as human beings do, even though they're super athletes. They will get tired and give up points to the Bills. So picking the Bills to win this football game on Monday Night Football, that will conclude Week 16 in the NFL. I definitely appreciate all my subscribers. Please continue to listen, share, and subscribe. And uh, like I said, we're riding this dream out as long as we can. Believe until you stop breathing. I say that for anybody and everybody. Believe until you stop breathing. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, Stay safe this holiday weekend. We still got to get through this pandemic. Uh, Let's get through it together by all caring for each other and ourselves. And uh, I'll see you on Tuesday. Once again, this is DeValium with Scout Team Sports. Have a great day. Have a great evening.